absolutely. Thanks, Scott, again, for taking the time to do this. How's your day going so far? It's gone. I mean, not much has been going on, but hanging out, talking to people. You know what I mean? I'm not uh, I'm not the I don't usually get up too early. So <laughs> so these get me up early. <laughs> I'm like, oh, fuck, I got to get up and do this shit. I think I went to sleep at like 5 a.m. And I think the first one was at 11 for me. So, oh, my uh, goodness, me. Can't help yes. myself, dude. I just like, keep going. <laughs> It's part and parcel of the long and winding path to the release of a brand new album. I guess I have to ask then, this journey, the the long-winded journey that comes with releasing a record these days, is it something you enjoy, the drip feeding of music, or are you just desperate to kind of get it out now? I mean, I've I've always been, like, difficult when I'm like, they'll give me a date, and I'm like, no, earlier. I'm like, make it work, dude, make it work. Like, even, like, uh, for instance, Radiant Ascension, the single was not supposed to, we, we had that tour book with rivers uh in the u.s or whatever and i was like well we have to have the the single up before then like you know what i mean like i'm not going to go out with like a new member and play new music and not have anybody know what's going on have nobody updated with where we're at musically and what's going on and they're like well it, it'll, it'll be fine it'll be fine it'll just it'll just create more excitement i don't know they just say stuff i'm like no fuck that <laughs> like they're like, well, if we put it out, you're gonna have to wait a longer time. And I'm like, well, I'm just gonna hassle you that, that for that too. I'm gonna hassle you to get that in early. And it's just always like, I don't know. There's stuff that there's nothing really. It's not like anybody's fault, you know, with the supply chain and like how long vinyl takes and the fact that vinyl is now becoming popular again. I guess, or it has been becoming popular. So now it's like integral to our release to have vinyl, but it slows everything down. So personally, I do think it's a little weird. Like it's like. I put, uh, you know, all this time, like at least like a year into writing and recording and music, maybe a year and a half. And then I turn it in and then it takes a year to release it. Like, that's nuts. It took it a year to make it. Like, I could make a whole other record while we're waiting for this to to release. And it kind of like slows down. It's like the life expectancy of a band or something. Maybe it's good because so a band don't like oversaturate or like get burnt out making music. But at the same time, it's like seems to inhibit growth if you're not able to like put out music frequently and so it makes me think like is this the best way to do it it's just the way i know making albums put, putting together these big epic long things because one that's like how we did it but that's also how the contracts are structured you know how many album deal do you have where yeah. i don't know i think of, of maybe it would benefit to eventually start doing a, a different thing with like singles or maybe smaller eps like it might be more healthier for the metal scene but i don't know but uh understand how it works but to answer your question yeah it's fucking sucks to have to wait <laughs> I, I can't believe how long i've had to wait for this it's crazy but i don't know so now that it's coming up i'm like oh shit i wish i had more time <laughs> <laughs> it is we're finally almost there we are getting there and um, and you know talking of the previously released stuff from this upcoming album the positive response to the tracks that have come out is that something uh that's helped ease your mind in regards to how the full album might potentially be received oh dude yeah crazy man i can't even tell you the difference between that first single being out and not being out i was so anxious to get it out i just you know there's so many there's new elements but also there's some stuff kind of that's a little bit more familiar and i just wanted to see the reaction i had no idea is it like 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 it doesn't matter either way but at the same time it does matter <laughs> so it's kind of like you know to depending on what we want to do with the band and stuff so yeah i was definitely anxious like what are they going to say it could be anything like, like and when you're when you're that anxious about 
you could create any situation. I could create a situation where like, what is this racket? You know, like, or, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it, and it was rarely thoughts like, yeah, everybody's going to love it. It was like, you know, it's just like, are they going to dig it or what? Like, I don't know. It's almost but, safe. Uh, it's just forget about it and just, you know, it is what it is. Just don't think about it. True. But yeah, but once it came out and I saw, I could just even see like just the, like the smallest you know, reaction. I was like, okay, I'm feeling good about this. And then everything after that has just been excitement. And then of course, you know, I have my audience on Twitch that, you know, it's almost like I'm performing mostly for them with a lot of stuff. Cause they're like my direct connection to people that love this music or whatever. So it's like seeing how excited they are. And what was cool about it is they got to be a part of a lot of the process. I streamed a lot of recording and it's, you know what I mean? And just seeing them excited just makes me super excited now it's just like yeah i can't wait to have another song to play on twitch i can't wait to have these songs to play on tour and yeah it's really exciting <laughs> before before that first single came out it was just like oh god fuck. <laughs> well that twitch thing i mean it's 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 direct feedback as close as you can possibly get without sitting in a room with the person yeah yeah it's awesome it's uh, it's definitely was a huge influence on the album too, because during the entire time we were writing it, we were, uh, you know, I was doing Twitch and the bandmates were on Twitch and mm-hmm. were relearning songs that we fell in love with when we were 16, 17. I was learning like decapitated songs and cattle decaf and Mashuga and faceless songs and taking the time to, to learn them and perform them for the Twitch audience. And that's helping my chops get better, but it's also helping me get like a, a better grasp on, you know, the metal that we were in love with. And then at the same time, went back to songs that uh, I hadn't played or listened to for years, but because people on Twitch are like, can you please learn this song? Can you please, I want to see you play it. And I'm like, fine, I'll go in there and I'll learn it. And then eventually you're, I feel like we had like, I'd listened to the older albums more than I had ever done before and then went and relearned it or whatever. So it's kind of like, kind of acclimated myself with the band's entire discography instead of it being this like distant memory like yeah i remember when i did that when i was 18 like and i'm still a little influenced by it but it was it was more like okay i understand exactly the band's message better than i did even before as the person making it but just kind of being out of touch with it because you know you don't really go back to your old stuff and then also being in touch with what people want because all these i'm always surprised what people request me to learn or which songs they're like yo can you play that song again and i'm always like that song it's just boring for me <laughs> like but surprisingly enough it's like okay I, I think i get it what what people what's magical about this project to people and a better understanding that so all that's happening while i'm working on the album imperion and i'm like like you said it's like a direct feedback i could literally go back to work that night after twitching and, and kind of take the inspiration from somebody liking something about that song and be like i understand what they like like well wait till i do it to this song check this out like i'm gonna make it 10 times crazier than that song you know what i mean so it was like it was cool it was like this like feedback loop you know what i mean incredible it's incredible that you had that opportunity available too particularly i mean i guess that's something that's grown over the past couple of years um in regards to obviously the lockdown the covid times not being able to go out and play live yeah it was survival at first for sure for sure it was like desperate survival i mean that was my whole life was on tour and like income and everything like kind of around that and everything so once uh the pandemic hit i just went full sprint like frantically looking at any uh outlet to like you know put the music out there to to connect with people and do it with my guitar you know yeah not any other way and yeah so luckily that that came about because it was it's it's a pretty cool thing for sure and i recommend any other artist that hasn't tried it definitely try it it's so cool 
Oh, I'd imagine for a lot of people, it's just an incredibly nerve wracking experience to yeah. expose yourself in such a way. Sure, yeah. That was the hardest part is because you, you're always in this filter of I either get to practice in my room for months and show you that version of me. And you're like, oh, man, look at him. He just showed up. But no, I spent. <laughs> hours and hours in my room alone practicing or i did uh you know if i'm putting a video up on instagram or whatever or youtube i either got the best take of the day which who knows how many that could have been like sometimes mm -hmm. it's few sometimes it's a lot but you get to see take one or you know the perfect take or whatever or the edited version that was the hardest part to get used to on uh, twitch is like you are fully exposed exact this is who you are and then it's you got to just be okay with that and i think people appreciate that too that you're not trying to hide anything like you're just mistakes and all like you're watching somebody go through the process of learning and doing guitar this is what it looks like and i think people are actually hungry for that because they mostly are just want to know for themselves what can they do and is it going to be like is it weird that they're struggling in the same way or are they supposed to be like if they were meant to do this, were they supposed to just pick it up? And, you know, you're showing them like, no, nobody is immediately good at this. It's a lot of pain. <laughs> and people love that. It it almost human, it humanizes you. It, sure, it yeah. makes you feel real. Yeah, yeah. That's how it felt for me when I was looking at other artists. It, it was inspiring, inspiring. Like, okay, I could do this. I see the process here. It's just a process, you know, it's just a step by step. It's amazing that it's been such a positive uh, thing for you, particularly obviously going back to that pandemic period and coming out of it really more than anything else. Um, do you feel stronger for the experience that did occur over the past few years, in particular, the gap between Undying Light and now where we are at with Empyrean? Yeah, I mean, def definitely, man. I mean, with Undying Light, that was a completely different situation. We had a lineup change. We had like a dynamic in the band completely change. And I had all of a sudden had to take on tons of responsibilities, basically learning new things. You know what I mean? And it was kind of like a, a ground level learning experience for me. And it was very difficult. And at the same time, I was taking on this idea where I wanted to, uh, you know, because we had all the albums before, I'd been kind of writing music in the same style, kind of executing them and with the same concepts. And I'm talking about like literally just like, like the concept of like, okay, we're going to have a fast riff right here. And we're going to have the soaring leads above here and it's going to go into this part. And then it starts to become a little cliche with some of this stuff, at least for me, because, you know, I've been doing it for years and I wanted like, I want to challenge myself and kind of create a whole other atmosphere and kind of a whole other sound or whatever. So that's like that whole album. And it was really challenging. And I felt like super accomplished after finishing it because it was like, damn, we got through it. This is I'm totally down with this sound or whatever. And um, yeah, then, uh, going on from that and having to deal with uh the pandemic and stuff like that so it's like had all these challenges in 2019 including you know some of the criticism we got from the album like i'm not used to that or whatever i'm used to like it's kind of we're spoiled a little bit but just putting out albums people like them and you're just like all right cool i'll keep writing music and then <laughs> that makes me think i could just write whatever music i want you know what i mean which is what i did exactly and then hearing some fans are like no and you know like it was just like kind of funny or whatever i was just like damn all right and then uh but you know no regrets I, I feel like that's exactly the kind of album i wanted to make but then yeah going into the pandemic there was kind of this uh kind of almost ignorant sense of confidence because of everything we had gone through previously it's like you know you get the criticism it's like it's a little bit harder it's like do you want to keep doing this or do you want to try something else and i was pretty like settled to myself like yeah i know who i am or what i want to do this is what i do i make music in some capacity if it's with this project or with another project but this is what i'm going to do and i'm gonna do it at the highest level i could possibly do and then the pandemic comes and it's just like all right well 
we already settled in what we were going to do. And then of course it introduced all this chaos and more problems. It's not like it was all amazing. Like, Oh, I just instantly jumped on Twitch and I'm good or whatever. <laughs> like, you know, if we're losing band members and like, we don't know when it's going to end. And it's like, yeah, a lot of, a lot of shitty things definitely happen where I was like, fuck, this is falling apart <laughs> around me. <laughs> and I'm just like trying to, to make it happen. But one challenge at a time, work through it, found a solution to it. And I don't know. And then you're asking if I, I feel stronger, like 100%. Now I feel like, you know, it's just, that's life. Things get thrown in your face and you just got to like work out a solution and it's either easy or not. And you just kind of go through it. And if you, if you know what your purpose is, you know, if you've settled down with what you're going to do, then it shouldn't, and nothing should get in your way to stop you. You know what I mean? I kind of, we had set the people that stayed in the band, we settled that this is what we want to do. We're going to be in the music. We don't even have to talk about it anymore. So any challenge comes, it's not like the option of giving up is even there. It's just, what do we do to get through it? You know what I mean? And that's how I feel about everything now. So it's cool. Yeah. Whereas before, you know, it was a lot of change before and it's like, you got to build your confidence. <laughs> no, no, it's incredible. I love the way you describe it. When it comes to Empyrean, and the original vision did you set yourself any particular rules when it came to the idea phase or was it very free for free for all uh well i knew like after coming off of undying light i was like oh it felt so good to get that like off my chest these like new ideas this like type of atmosphere this kind of atmosphere that i've always been obsessed with like you know like this deftones kind of tool maybe like the wolves in the throne room this like shoegazy kind of vibes i love these shoegaze bands from my area and stuff and it was like a type of atmosphere that I don't think we we hit in the band. And I was like, all right, there's a chance to do this. And it's like, okay, we got that off the ch our chest. It's like kind of experimental album. That was fun. It was kind of like a response to lineup changes and trying ideas that we've, uh, you know, ne never been able to try. Even vocal sounds or whatever, despite people liked it or not. You know, it was really cool for me to try that out. So doing that, it was kind of like we had this fresh start. And I was like, I want to I want to put out like the ultimate Fallujah record, not an experimental Fallujah record, not like uh a part three or something of what we've been doing, but like the ultimate Fallujah record, the highest level. And then with an intensity that hasn't even, I mean, maybe argue it's already been there, but mm. to me, I was trying, that's what I was going for. Like a complexity and intensity with the riffs that was like never there before. And that's like just a reference, like what I'm talking about, maybe like the intro of uh, uh radiant ascension or maybe soul breaker. You got these riffs where it's not just, a riff harmonized or a riff on left and right like both guitars are playing something different and the accents are switching off and you know what i mean it's meant for headphones it sounds cool when you listen to it through speaker it sounds all death metal but if you have it in your headphones you could hear the accents bounce to left and right and stuff yeah. and that's all on purpose so i was trying to create like these kind of like 3d riffs you know what i mean and like or it feels like kind of like inter kind of psychedelic interweaving of like like guitar lines going in and out and stuff like that so i wanted to bring just like stuff that's super complex and super uh like dazzling and like magic when you listen to it you're just like whoa this is crazy this is the future but at the same time still have that dynamic that Fallujah's always had where we're like we're soaring up high we have the craziest riffs and the craziest solos and all of a sudden we just jump off a cliff and into the bottom and now we're under the ocean water <laughs> like you know what i mean this kind of like goes to these low lows and then it just like shoots you back up into the sky and kind of like figuring out that sound but I, I you know just trying to bring it to like a more like definitely we're, we were bringing back the more brutal death metal aspects and i don't know if that came from just like like we need to bring that back and then also all the stuff with twitch like playing decapitated and stuff like that it was just like it's just kind of like oh this has to be this way so the rest was just kind of balancing it out 
but yeah, that was the main the main thing we knew when we sat down to make this album that it was going to be like some of the original goals of when we were like seventeen or eighteen. You know, when we were seventeen or eighteen, we were listening to like Necrophages, Decrepit Birth, Deeds of Flesh, uh, Spawn of Possession, like this super insane music. You know what I mean? And I don't think we had the chops when we were younger to make stuff that crazy. So it was cool to do it after years of touring and learning music and, and attempt that stuff again and see how it sounds. And this is how it sounds. It sounds pretty crazy. <laughs> I mean, as it grew and developed as well over this period, was there anything in particular that you found kind of began to dictate the direction you would wanted the album to go in? I think just because the way we do music, it's not like we write one song and then another song, another song. It's kind of like, like we plant little seeds or whatever, like little ideas. And then we grow those into bigger ideas. And I try to like, if I notice that five songs are more developed and there's five underdeveloped, I'll, I'll go to the five underdeveloped and you're slowly developing all together. You know what I mean? And then maybe on the, a song later in the album, you, you came up with a new trick or a new progression or kind of like, Oh, this is kind of a new concept. I'm going to do this. I haven't done this on other albums. I'm going to take that concept and put it on a couple other songs too. So it makes the album feel like, a, like a, you know, like a one entire message, one kind of flavor or whatever, while still not like making it all the songs sound the same. So it's kind of like the message was all the same. And then as we kind of like developed the sound and realized what it was sounding like, how brutal it was going to be and how, how many riffs and solos, then it was like we had to make sure that the rest of the songs had that same kind of balance to it. And that's usually kind of how it went. Like, like I think Radiant, Embrace Oblivion, Soulbreaker, and into the eventide were all pretty developed songs and they were sounding like close to where they are on the album so i was like okay i kind of get how it's going to be it's going to be like crazy riffs crazy solos and then occasionally like like into the eventide would be that break you know what i mean where it's like these huge soaring sounds so it still has that kind of undying light hugeness to it but yeah. we without totally getting rid of that you know we were able to bring back the more intense riffs and it's just like like once you hear those songs and then you hear the other songs, you totally know what's missing and where the balance is off. And it's just like a matter of going in there and creating parts or replacing parts to make it fit perfectly. Yeah. You said yourself, it's an example of the ultimate Fallujah album of sound. What did it require to kind of get into the headspace where you reflect on the Fallujah history, representing everything the band stands for musically over your career, but also obviously pushing yourself a little further as well yeah i mean the best thing for me when i'm sitting down to write and i you know because your mood could be at so many different places when you finally sit down because it usually has to do with the time you have like finally got some time to sit down and work on this thing you know what i mean it has nothing to do with you know the inspiration happens when you're like far away or working on something or doing your dishes or something or driving doing a task it's never like when you need to sit down and for me, the best way for some reason, and I always do this, if you're sitting with me watching me write a song, I'll literally put my head down and like go like this and just close my eyes and like, and I just pretend I'm like on a stage and I just put together memories from, from past tours and stuff and just like go through small clubs to big clubs to like big uh, stages on Europe Festival, just taking our past experiences and just like visualizing like what is what is coming out what it like if this was if this riff was blaring out of the speakers and we were all going ham on it like you can almost gauge how the crowd react like a visual exercise you know what i mean and it's almost like i'm like demoing out riffs in front of my like imaginary crowd right now and imagining what's that feel like you know what i mean what's that 
is it huge sounding you know what i mean is it too much sounding like that's sometimes i'm thinking like okay this riff is going to sound dope in a club but is it going to sound like a just a mess on a on a big hellfest stage or something oh. like that you know what i mean it's like kind of helps you make decisions or whatever and then it also gives you that kind of like your heart starts to race a little bit you could like think like like oh man this like we've done it before like we put this together this will probably be played on you know big stages and stuff like that so it's just like visualizing it just gives me the right kind of excitement and the right mental space because you know when you're finally on that stage you're like hoping that the choices that you made in your bedroom were the right ones you know because <laughs> it's like because that's what i think about I'm like shit i hope these songs do well hope bedroom scott uh made the right choices you know so it's like yeah so that's a for me that's how i get into the mindset and and yeah just interacting with fans too it's just seeing the excitement you're like okay this is what we're doing here we're creating like this is very egotistical we are doing something for our, our art and you know what it means for our catalog and showing off our skills and you know all that stuff like that but if you get rid of all that and you're like you're trying to create really exciting music for people to fall in love with you know what i mean so it's got to be exciting it's got to be like it's got to draw you in and like you keep focusing on that and you know it'll help the music it'll it'll uh it'll keep the music accountable you know what i mean if that makes sense because you can you can go on tangents and do all sorts of stuff to fulfill your ego with the music you know maybe that's what the last album was a little bit you know what i mean but this one it's like let's make sure this is incredibly entertaining and fascinating as well it also sounds like it has been an incredibly exhausting experience. The meticulous detail and perfection that you have achieved, it is quite astounding. Is it as exhausting as I imagine it sound? It yeah. is. For sure, this was the most exhausting album I've ever done, 100%. And in my memory, The Flesh Prevails was probably the most exhausting. I, I, I think just to, maybe just the way the songs in Dreamless were set up, you know, our third album. The second album was just, so much guitar work and so many leads and so much atmosphere and I, I remember having zach Oren finally show us like how many tracks were on the album it was like over a hundred it was just absurd how many tracks were and he's like i think this is the most tracks we've ever had on an album you know what i mean because they all had like different effects and they all it was just so much work and i remember uh like uh our guitarist brian at the time he wasn't there for when the album was written but he was there like he came like right after I finished it and he did a solo on it or whatever. And I remember just like just he would just like hang out with me while I was recording it. It would just be like we would stay up till like five in the morning, like for like weeks and weeks. And I remember like getting very little sleep, drinking coffee and then we would drink tea and then we would switch back to coffee and then we'd switch to tea. And we had this whole like caffeine rotation so we could stay up and be hitting it all night. And I just remember thinking that was nuts. And then. Little did I know how much work would go into this album. It was just crazy. I think the fact that I also had to deal with like member changes. So you're doing with all this logistical stuff. And then, yeah, this pressure to like, you know, in my back of my head, like this album has to be fucking crazy. Like every time I'm sitting down, it has to be insane. Like you can't, has to, you have to pull out all the stops and you have to take the time to make sure every transition is perfect. There's no loose ends or whatever. And, because of that, I just ended up staying up all night constantly, just like every single day. It was like work on whatever I needed to do for Twitch, do the Twitch, and then just all night long for months and months and months and months. It was crazy. Yeah. We're here, though. Almost here, should I say. September 9th. Uh, when you reflect on this incredible journey towards this date, what does Empyrean mean to you? Mm. To me, Imperion means to uh, 
to push through challenges and and always look for that higher place for yourself you know what i mean like what you not just for yourself but just like always strive to do the best thing you know what i mean for you and and to get out of whatever situation you're in and, and push forward and, and not be you know trapped like I think most of the songs are kind of about that you know what i mean there's like a lot of elements that can stop us psychologically from getting to a place that's good for us or maybe away from something that's bad and you know what i mean that's like the the whole the whole concept it mostly the concept of the album there's a lot of room for people to have their own imagination but from the first song the bitter taste of clarity it's like a realization it's like a dark realization it's like a, a panicked anxiety kind of desperate like you understand that like you need to change you need to go forward and basically the following songs are talking about like your emergence and the challenges that have to go with it and like even like the song like embrace chaos i, I really relate to that whole idea because you know there's the choice of here comes the chaos like you could relate it to it in your own way but for me it was like the pandemic it was just like the ultimate chaos. just like let me just wipe clean everything that you've set up the last 10 years and and you just go figure it out like and just make of this what you will and you could either uh you know, you can, you can give up and find something a little bit more sure thing. And it's going to, you know, whatever it is, there's, there's always choices to make, or you can embrace the chaos and uh, you could just take with what it gives you and adapt to it and move forward because that's how life is always going to be. And, you know, that's just one subject and there's other songs like soul breaker and duality of tent talking about the psychological aspects of getting through stuff. And, but eventually, you know, towards the end of the album, you get to this higher spot, you get to this ethereal atmospheric kind of bliss or whatever. And that's, that's what the like album kind of pushes, but you're asking what it means to me. That's what it means to me. It's like, yeah. it was incredibly challenging undertaking during a very uncertain time and we made it through and it wasn't easy. It's not like, oh yeah, we just had to not give up. You know what I mean? It was like incredibly difficult. And there was definitely times where I was like, is this worth the effort? And, but you got to let those those are those obstacle psychological thoughts that want to stop you. You got to push through those. And if you get it done, you won't regret it. It'll just make you a better person. And so, yeah, that's what the record means to me for sure. It's a very positive, good feeling. You know, some records I think back and I'm like, that just reminds me of pain. But this one is just, this reminds me of pain, but reward and happy we did it and pushed through it and stuck to it. Cause I'm, you know, this is what I do and I don't, I can't imagine doing anything else, you know? It is a spectacular record on face value. It is going to blow up, but the devil is in the detail in this album and there is a lot of devilish detail going on here. I think uh, fan base is going to absolutely adore it. Um, but alongside that, finally, last question for you. And it's, well, it's more of a statement than anything else. September 11th, touring. Eye-watering run of US states. And I mean eye-watering. That is an incredible run you have uh, set up. Then later in the year, I watering run of European dates, including a ton in the UK too. You're very busy throughout the end of 2022. Are you just are you just glad to be able to do this again? Oh, 100. That's the main the main feeling is gratitude, and that's how I felt the whole last tour is just just grateful to be in every moment to be in the green room, to be setting up my amp on stage, to be doing sound checks, to be talking to anybody that comes to the green, uh, to the to the merch table, to grateful to discuss the show the other bands that they saw you know what i mean like when you can get a little jaded if you've done it for many many years and you get tired you don't want to talk to everybody but it's just like you're you know you realize like what you lost you know what i mean you you got to maximize it every day and make the most out of it because like you, we have memories of not having it. it sucks you know what i mean so 
so yeah i'm hyped i'm hyped to be back there yeah <laughs> but, but uh, yeah i mean yeah i'm just hyped to do it. I'm, I'm a little uh course and the natural anxious thing i gotta get my rehearsing done and get it all perfect but yeah no i'm just so hyped and especially go to europe that was another thing i you know the whole pandemic i'm like am i gonna see my friends in germany and uk mm -hmm. again am i ever gonna fucking have a kebab and like hang out like and and just did that because it's such a magical time to to do that my memories of touring europe and i was like is this gonna happen again so it's the same feeling i kind of got like a tight like a tightened feeling in my chest that needs to be like let go when i finally go to europe like yes we're here it's like it got released a little bit when we did the u.s i was like yes finally i could say that that's over that part of my life you know what i mean and i want the same thing for the uk and stuff so yeah i'm just hyped and grateful can't wait scott thank you so much for taking the time to do this i really appreciate it yeah thank you man appreciate it Thank you very much for watching. If you liked what you saw, please help us out by giving us a thumbs up and hitting that subscribe button. If you really liked what you saw, consider donating to keep the website and channel running by buying us a coffee via our coffee page or picking up some merch from our big cartel store. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as via our social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as well as listen to our interviews via SoundCloud, Apple Music, and Spotify. Just search for GBHBL games, horror, and heavy metal. What else is life for?